Welcome to the Richmond Till I Die podcast. I'm Travis McEnroy and I'm here with Luke Spencer. How are you, Travi? Yeah, good, Lukey. What do you know, mate? Oh, nothing much. Just went down to the footy today, down at Casey Fields. Watched the Tigers and uh, Dees play. So, yeah, it wasn't a bad hit out. We're going to talk a little bit about that and then we're also going to go into a few other topics here. We've got some uh, our off-season pickups, what we think of Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper and then we're going to cruise into the season opener against Carlton and... We're going to talk about that as well. Sounds good. All things going well. We'll um, hopefully have a good year this year. All right. So do you want to kick us off with the off-season pickups there, Lukey? Yeah, well, I think having uh, or watching the first couple of um, preseason games, Taranto and Hopper really made a big impact. Like at halftime, we were up in the clearances and that was a big thing that we really needed to address in the off-season. So I think we gave up a bit for him in terms of um, picks and future picks, but I think it's really going to pay off for, for now and in the future just because of their age and they're on pretty good deals as well. Like they may seem a bit steep now being 700 grand a year or something over seven years but I think in five six seven years time 700,000 is just going to be the average player salary so yeah it's definitely looking that way I mean a lot of these young kids coming through they're already starting on about 200 250 so by the time they get to you know Taranto and Hopper's age like it doesn't matter what position they play, really. A lot of them are probably going to be on that sort of pay packet. So Yeah, for sure. Like I think you're even looking at like players like Thompson Dow and stuff like that, like they're probably still earning three, four hundred thousand and probably demanding seven hundred in a few years' time if they're out of contract. So to get them locked up for seven years and not being able to hit free agency or anything like that. I think it's yeah, it's it's a good deal for the Tigers. I agree, especially uh, Timmy Taranto. Obviously, he's been over the preseason killing all the time trials. He's been winning all of those. Um, he's a he's a running machine. Uh, he he looks fit, gets a lot of the ball on the inside, but he also uses it well on the outside as well. He also goes forward and kicks goals too, which you love a goal kicking midfielder. Yeah, well, like down at Casey Fields today, he did pretty well. I think like, he got thirty three in a goal, so he obviously can push forward and be damaging on the scoreboard as well. So it'd be good to see him alternate with say Dusty and and Shea Bolton. We've got a lot of players now that can go into the middle and rest up forward and be classy forward players and yeah just having the ability to interchange players and through the midfield and forward is is a good asset to have we'll move on to today's game we'll uh, talk about that for a little bit how did you see today's hit out like obviously you know the the match didn't go the way that the Tigers would have hoped obviously but it's only a practice match you can't read too much into these things but what are some of the things that you liked what are some of the positives that you took out of this game yeah well as I mentioned before having Taranto and Hopper come into the mix obviously meant that the clearances like obviously Melbourne have a very good clearance game having like Oliver Petrarca and stuff like that just watching Petrarca go through the middles just great to watch really um does a lot of like dusty type things but yeah we ended up winning the clearances overall which was really good and the inside 50s we ended up winning as well so the center clearances we won by seven today which was really good and the clearances we won by one so just being able to get first hands on the footy I think will be good going forward throughout the year because we never never really had that last year I think yeah, I think personally, like for me, looking at our midfield now and and today, as you said, like winning the clearances against Melbourne, who were a very strong clearance team, it's almost like I'd probably say Hardwick has never had such a good midfield as as what he's got now. I think the the midfield that Richmond have this year is probably the best under Hardwick. Yeah, for sure. Well, we've got um, a lot of talent, like we said, a lot of talent that can rotate through there. But yeah, we didn't, as I like said before, we didn't end up winning the inside clearance, uh, inside fifties, but we ended up losing that by one. But 
to lose by 50 and almost be equal in the inside 50s is, yeah, I guess it's promising, but obviously the, the disposal going inside 50 needs a bit of work. But I think that was an issue last year as well. But it's obviously something that we'll need to work on. But once we get it in there, hopefully we can like be a bit more damaging on the scoreboard. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, Melbourne are like, they've got a pretty strong um, defence as well. Geelong are another team that you can't really just bomb it inside 50. They'll just pick it off every time. And I think we did a lot of that today, unfortunately. Like going inside 50, looked a bit sloppy, bombed it in high a few times. Doesn't really pay off when you've got those defenders like Stephen May and that that can sort of, you know, get in there and sort of stop the big um, key forwards like Tommy Lynch. So that's definitely a part of the game, I think, that the Tigers have to tidy up on. As you said, you know, they were minus one inside 50s for the whole day. So, I mean, you know, tidy that area up, like going inside 50. And I think they could pick a few teams apart this year. Yeah, I think Liam Baker had a pretty good game as well. He got 36 touches and a goal. So it was um, good to see him, like, going forward and hit the scoreboard as well. I think maybe this year he'll get a bit more forward time rather than, like, midfield forward. So he's just adding into that mix with, like, Taranto, Dusty, Shea on the players that can rotate through. Jaden Short hit the scoreboard as well. So I think a lot of players are like looking to, to go forward and hit the scoreboard, but this means like they've got to run the other way as well because we did give up a lot of goals today. So, yeah, it's not ideal. So now we're going to talk about some of the negatives from today's game. Obviously, um, you talked about us not running the other way when the opposition had the ball in hand. I noticed that as well pretty much the whole game. I'd, I'd say we were playing fairly bruise-free footy. We weren't really locking it down inside 50 like we did during our premiership years. Obviously, that relentless forward pressure is what won us a lot of games and really set us up for that success that we had. And today, there was just there was not really much of that, I think. We sort of we focused on a few areas of the game. Obviously, clearances were a big one from last year. We were 16th, I think, of the comp. So, like, a few of the areas there we, we've obviously, like, touched up on over the summer. Adding Hopper and Taranto helped with that, of course. But I feel like, yeah, that manic forward pressure that we became known for throughout our premiership run. It just wasn't there at all today. The, the boys kind of backed off a lot today. The ball was sort of coming out of our forward line quite easily. Melbourne were getting out and, and getting up the ground quite quickly. So, yeah, I think you're spot on there about not running the other way. Yeah, like when they were going inside 50, they were like really hitting the scoreboard. Like they were 60% efficiency going inside 50. Yeah, they went in 57 times and got 37 scoring shots. So, yeah, it just goes to show that we're not really running both ways. But, yeah, it's obviously something like pre-season game. It's obviously something that you can improve. And I think they will. Like, we've got a good coaching team. We'll improve on that. And then hopefully, like, round one against Carlton, we're, we're ready to go. And, yeah, they address all the things that like, were negatives today. So we'll move on now to some of the players themselves, some individuals. Who stood out for you in today's hit-out? Well, obviously, Baker getting his 33 touches and a goal was good. And then, yeah, Taranto, like, obviously pushing forward and he would have had a lot of inside 50s today. I think Tommy Lynch, first game back, showed a little bit to go up against May and Lever. Probably two of the better defenders in the game. Isn't an easy task, first game back, especially recovering from an injury. So I think, yeah, he did not too bad. Dusty showed a bit. Like, obviously, he's, it's going to take him a while to get up and going, but... Yeah, you know what it is like. It, preseason games don't really mean much to him. But yeah, I think yeah, going forward, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a pretty good season, and a few players will start to hit their stride early early on the year. 
What do you think about some of the young fellas that came in today and had a bit of a crack? I know Juddy Clark, you were a big fan of him off half-back. Yeah, I think he looked really good off half-back. He's got a great left foot, really good with his disposal. I think one got picked off, and it's just something that he'll learn. Like, he's a young fellow. We haven't really had a good left footer off the half-back since Bashahooli, so... It'll be, be good to have someone on the left side and the right side. Like you got Dan Rioli running off the right back flank and then Juddy Clark can run off the left. So, yeah, that'll be good. I also like the look of Tyler Young down back. That was good. Going up against Ben Brown. Like he's not the greatest forward in the world, but he, he definitely hits the scoreboard. And I think Tyler did a pretty good job in his first game for us. Yeah, he was uh, an interesting inclusion. Obviously, like we had no Benny Miller today, no Josh Gibkiss, Robbie Tarrant. Was another one as well. So yeah, we were definitely guys... down on our um, definitely down on our defensive stocks down there. So yep. yeah, yeah, for him to come in, a I, chance, I so. think he did a pretty good job down there. Yeah, definitely. It was good to see uh, a few of the other boys back that had recovered from injuries recently as well. Uh, obviously, you've mentioned Baker had a blinder of a game, hasn't missed a step. Yeah, yeah. Nathan Broad came back from an injury as well, I think today, and um, yeah, I didn't see a lot of him, but he, he's usually he goes under the radar a bit. Broad, he's, he does his job every week and. He, it's it's sort of a thankless job in a way. Like not a, not a lot of people take much notice of him, but he, he does hold down the fort down there, and he helps out with the leadership group as well. You have got like Grimes, obviously. There's the you know, co-captain of Richmond and Floston, a few of those older defenders there. So he helps out with them. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Broads, are, it, he's just does like he's so underrated. I reckon he'd be one of the most underrated players in the, in the comp really. Like he'd be first on the team sheet every week because he just does his job week in, week out. Whoever he's playing on is going to have a hard game really to try it in the scoreboard, but he helps off as well. He helps with Grimes and, and Bolter and stuff like that. He'll always be that third man up. Yeah. So I, I really like the look of like broad today. I thought he played really well and yeah, he'll, he'll be better for it. Yep. And let's talk about Noah Bolter. How good is it seeing him down back instead of all this, um, trial and error bullshit in the forward line yeah nah like sending him down back I, I honestly think that he could be an all-australian backman this year like two years ago he really started to show a lot down back and he reminds me a lot of rance like he's a big guy and he can he can take the gorillas and yeah he just has a lot of dash off half back and he offers a lot offensively as like as well as defensively and I think he, he kicked the goal today, so he can push forward. And, yeah, like, he kicked it from uh, inside the centre square. Yeah, so. but it's good to see him not yep. step, stepping foot in that uh, forward 50. Yeah, it is definitely 100%. I mean, you've got to play these guys in their best positions. He's been a defender for, well, he was a defender, you know, coming through the ranks for probably the first couple of years of his career. Won a premiership in 2020, obviously, as a defender. So, yeah. I mean, you've got to play these guys in their best positions and, and that's Bolter's best position. So hopefully Dimmer keeps him there. Yeah, and it's just to keep the back six together as well. I feel like you've got to build chemistry and that's what we had in 2017 when we had like Rance and Asprey and Grimes and they were all, um, they were gelling and they had really good chemistry. They knew that each other were going to help off their, their player and yeah, pick off like intercept marks. like And that's... Yeah, that was like a key key strength for us back in 2017. So to so to have like Bolter and Broad and Vloss and all that play consistent games together and get a bit of structure down there, I think it'll be good. Yeah, that's it. Obviously, it goes without saying that they have to gel, they have to sort of learn each other's game and that, and especially new guys coming into the club as well. I thought last year Robbie Tarrant started off a bit slow, but um, towards the end of the year he was you know well cemented within our back six and. I think he deserved every game that he played towards the end of the year. He really sort of found his feet a little bit. 
being an older guy, I mean, like he, he did look a little bit slower, a little bit caught off guard sometimes when the ball sort of fell out loose and he had to chase it or whatever. But, you know, one-on-one, he, he takes those big guys as well. And that's what he's done his whole career. Even at North Melbourne, he was he was doing that. So, but yeah, I feel like uh, the same is going to go for Taranto and Hopper. They're going to sort of, it's going to take a little bit of time, maybe the first, you know, few weeks or so, see how they go. And then after that, they should sort of gel pretty well with the other boys in there in the midfield. Yeah, for sure. I think just having Taranto and Hopper come into the into the mix is going to help out a lot defensively as well, obviously getting first hands on the ball. All right. Now, the next thing we're going to take a look at is uh, the retirement of Jason Castagna. Yeah, look, oh, I'm not too upset about it. <laughs> if I'm being entirely uh, yeah, no, honest. Would, uh, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. I, I agree with you as well. I mean, that... Look, nothing against Castagna as as he a, did win his three premierships. Yeah, well, nothing, he he didn't like. He's no but, dusty. Yeah, but. like nothing against um, Castagna as a person or anything. But yeah, I do, I do feel the last few years the game has sort of gone past him a bit, and a few of the other the younger guys on the the list as well that they, they've sort of you know stepped up and gone past what he can offer us at the top level. Yeah, I mean, what a blessing getting rid of Arts and Arts and Castagna in one off season. Like I think, yeah, that was like a Richmond supporters' dream. I think just to get rid of them too. But, a um, lot of Richmond supporters are definitely on the backs of those two blokes. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's a hard one with footy, and I know, like I've had my criticisms of. of a whole myriad of players over the years. Like everyone's got a whipping boy, I guess. And, you know, the last probably two years or so, you're like Castagna and Arts, or like, like yourself. Yeah. But they were probably the two whipping boys on the list and a lot of other Richmond supporters were probably the same. I mean, look, it's it's nothing, as I said, nothing against those guys as people or anything. It's it's just, you know, from a footy perspective, you want to win as a fan. Obviously, you're like the coaches and that want to win as well. I'm not saying they don't or anything, but there were kind of a few times where these guys were getting games over some of the young kids that could have been getting some experience and and they didn't really help us win games or anything. So it kind of makes you think, oh, you know, was it worth playing them in a way? Yeah, I think like, but credit to him, like he's 26 and he knew that he probably wasn't going to be getting a game like consistently this year. So to hang up the boots at 26, like, Without getting many injuries, I don't think he was injured much. Like, you don't want to go on until you're 30, 31, and you start getting injured. Like, he called it quits, and and he's got his three premierships. So, like, good on him. I think I think it's a great thing for him. But yeah, going back to like him taking like players' um, spots and stuff, like younger kids' opportunities. I think like you see that towards the end of last year, like Morris started to Morris Junior started to um, go past him and. Like Judson Clark, obviously he's playing on the halfback uh, flank at the moment. But um, even going with like Koch and going up forward, like I think he would have really struggled uh, to Cumberland get in the team. When Cumberland came in as well, Cumberland was yeah. another one that sort of took another forward spot. So, like I just think that you'd much rather have say Koch in in the forward line. Like Koch isn't going to hit the scoreboard as much as say Castagna maybe, but like his forward pressure is is going to be relentless up there like you know that he's a he's a hard tackler and he'll do anything for the team so it was just going to be hard for Jason to find a spot in the team I think yeah yeah I'd agree with that but um yeah in any case all the best to him on his retirement anyway I mean yeah it's well earned that sort of three years from sort of 2017 to, to about 2019 he was 
definitely a best 22 player for yeah, most of that solid, period. And, and solid contributor. He was a solid contributor, yeah, when yeah. he d- did his job every week. The um, Obviously, the manic forward pressure, especially 2017 when Him he had Dan Butler. Butler down there, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, got, so, we got rid of Butler, or he left us, but that's no big loss anyway because he's a bit of a spud, so... <laughs> We've uh, managed to fill those spots, so I think the uh, the list management team have done exceptionally well, especially over the last that. few years. Like yep. knowing that, like we got rid of Butler, and we, we we're getting fair prices for him as well. Like, and I think that's a good thing about like Richmond is that if someone wants to move on, then we're not going to stand their way. Like if they want to get more opportunity somewhere else, then. As long as um, the other teams willing to cough up a fair price, which look, I think we get bent over a little bit on sometimes, but yeah, I think that's what's good about the culture. And and you see like Brandon Allison stuff when he went to Gold Coast, like he always catches up with the with the Richmond boys and stuff like that. And Marby or Chole as well, yeah. yeah. And, like they just went for more opportunities. Like Alice was going to get paid more, yeah, um, and and stuff like that. But I think that's the the Richmond culture and the brotherhood shining through. That. Yeah, we're not we're not going to stand in anyone's way if they want to do what's best for them. Yeah, so. that's it. I have to say one of the one of the boys that has moved on. I mentioned him just then, Marby or Chole. Uh, I was actually quite happy for him uh, last <laughs> year. I think he, he was in Gold Coast best twenty two all year. I think he kicked about forty goals for the year, didn't he? Yeah, I think he played pretty well. Yeah, he played um, pretty well. I don't follow Gold Coast that much. They're yeah. not the most exciting team in the world. Yeah, but. I know. But he <laughs> he got a lot more opportunity up there, and and you know when you're in his position, why wouldn't you? But yeah, no, good on him. It was happy to see him, you know, happy up there, enjoying himself, yeah. playing, playing some good footy as well. So yeah, for I mean, sure. he's always had that potential in that, and he showed glimpses of it at Richmond. But ultimately, um, you know, as what happens with some of these guys, they they leave for more opportunity to play senior footy, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah. So that, I think but he Dan was, Butler was much the same as well. He went to yeah. St Kilda and started to show a lot more than what he did at Richmond. But and, it's uh, just Higgins about, as well, I'd say. Yeah, they Kilda, just. Yeah. Got a bit more opportunity at a yeah. the, like at, at at the time a bit of a lesser club, yeah. Um, who don't have many small forwards and yeah, like uh, good on them though. So yeah, yep, that's it. I think uh, I think Chole is from Queensland originally, isn't he? I think. Yeah, maybe just went home. Yeah, and then, yeah, got yeah, that, that could have well, been another with family well, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you tend to see that a lot across the competition in general now. Like a lot of players are moving back home. You know, after after a couple of years, which is it's funny because the two expansion clubs came in and they were handed everything on a silver platter, which obviously they need to be uh, given certain resources and that to. Yeah, but know, Melbourne also gets handed everything on a platter as well. Yeah. So yeah, well that's a, that's another uh, issue entirely. But Benny Kirsten will love that one. He he <laughs> loves the D's. That was, uh, that's another thing entirely. But uh, yeah, as far as like the two expansion clubs, I mean that that's expected when new clubs come in. Obviously, the AFL is going to prop them up and and try and get them going and that, and try and um, sort of get them up to the same level as the rest of the competition. But it's just funny now how a lot they of the players come to Richmond. Yeah, a lot of the Pretty players that they <laughs> started with them all now, anyway. Yeah, they're, they're all leaving for uh, for other clubs, and and we're seeing that a lot across the competition now. Is you know, players that are being drafted to clubs. Horn that, Francis just yeah, Horn did it Francis as well. Got, like yeah. he was only, he's yeah. a mama's boy though. He was only in, in Victoria for 12 months and then he wanted to go back home. So, yep. but yeah, it's, it's just a glory hunter thing really. Like he just doesn't want to work hard for his spot. So he just, yeah, goes to Port Adelaide. So. All right. So we'll move on to the Carlton preview round one at the MCG. It's the traditional season opener. What are your expectations for that? Your thoughts? How do you think the Tigers will prepare? Yeah, I think I think we'll go all right. Like 
I think, yeah, the, the pre-season has shown that we've addressed a few areas that we needed to address, like the clearances and stuff like that. And that'll be a big midfield battle. Like you've got Cripps and, uh, well, actually, I think Welsh is out. I think Welsh is out, yeah. Yeah, yep. so hopefully we'll get a bit, of, a bit of a leg up in the centre clearances and get first use of the footy going forward. And then, yeah, I don't think their, like, defence is that strong. So hopefully, like, Lynch will be... Like Lynch will be um, one out with his with his opponent most of the game, and then yeah, just like I said before, with all the class going forward, like Shea and Dusty, like if you can get Dusty one out in the forward fifty, like it's going to be hard to handle him and him and all the other guys rolling through there. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's one area of the ground that we can definitely definitely get on top of Carlton is the midfield forward. But they're like yeah, you just got to obviously like today against Melbourne just run both ways because otherwise if you don't then you've got Charlie and Mackay down there so it's just going to be hard for our defenders to to match up on them. Yeah that's it and especially if the ball is going in there quickly like it did in round one last year obviously Prestia went down in the second quarter I think it was and then after that we got smashed in the clearances and um, that sort of first part of the fourth quarter Carlton stacked on what was it about four or five goals or something in quick succession and that's sort of where the game was lost because we were losing the clearances, like every single clearance out of the centre we were losing. Yeah. And the yeah, ball was just going was so horrible. fast and catching our defenders off guard. So I think now, hopefully with Hopper and Taranto, we can sort of mitigate that and stop that from happening. Well, I mean, we beat Carl. Are you going to go with two Ruckman or, or are you going to just go with one? What do you reckon about the... Um, oh, because just... you've got that new rule as well, the interchange, that interchange sub, oh, yes, or yes, you yes, don't need so to be a medical sub or yeah, anything. So it's a sub, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're gonna go with like you're gonna go with Soldo sub him out, or you're just gonna go for like a a bit of an X factor player like a like Rioli Junior or something like that. Yeah, look, I don't I don't know what what we do there. I think uh, who's Carlton's Ruckman? Have they got two uh, or are they? I don't even know, so they can't be that great. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to do a bit of research on that, but yeah, yeah, not well, all that sure. Like, I think yeah, against like someone. With like Melbourne, like yeah. you're obviously going to go with two rucks with like Gorn, uh, Gorn and Grundy. Try saying that fast five times. Yeah, Gorn, Grundy, Gorn, Grundy, Gorn, Grundy. Hey, I think I did it. No, there's only three. Oh, but three, yeah. <laughs> Learn to count, mate. But yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'd probably I'd probably just go with the run one ruckman in uh, round one and yeah, see how we go with that. I, I like the idea of having Ralph Smith coming off the interchange as a sub. I think he offers a lot, like yeah, dashing does. down the wing and... Yep. Yeah, offers a lot. He can go forward, and yep. he, and he runs both ways as well, which is good. Yeah, that's it. He can find a lot of space uh, with the ball in hand, or even without the ball in hand as well. Like he tends to get himself out in the open, and he can cause a bit of damage with his speed running down the wing. He's a good use of the ball too. He's a good kick. So yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be big if we have Taron back or not. Like just being able to have that other gorilla that can take Mackay or Kerno. Because yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I just can't see where Carlton get on top of us, like anywhere around the ground. Where especially with Walsh being out, he's going to be a big loss for them. So yeah, as long as as long as we um, can mitigate them going, them going forward and slow them down, then yeah, I think I think we should be able to get a win. Yeah, that's it, definitely. So what do you reckon the crowd's going to be for round one? Do you reckon it's going to tick over eighty five thousand? Yeah, I think so. Like Carlton fans, obviously got they won the grand final in round one last year. The way they celebrated, so look, good luck to them. But yeah, they'll they'll probably be out out in droves this year. I'm um, thinking that they're going to make the finals, but as every other year, it's probably just going to all come shattering down. Hopefully, in round 22, which is good to see. 
That was uh, one of the best things I've seen that didn't involve my own club <laughs> in, in a footy match ever. The only thing that could have topped that is if Geelong had have lost the grand final, then I would have been so happy. Yeah, but just saying, like, I've never actually barracked for Collingwood in my life, but God, it was actually good seeing them. When you, you find yourself saying, like, go Collingwood, go Collingwood, and you're like, why am I saying this? <laughs> yeah, you, you feel filthy, but you just want Carlton to choke so badly. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, but look, suffer like they're, they're scum, really. Carlton, that one really likes them. So, look, couldn't have happened to a better club, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's it, definitely. All right, so now we're going to talk expectations for twenty twenty three. So, win loss. Oh, I don't really want to put a a win loss. I think if we can get what do you got twenty three or twenty four games this year? I don't twenty twenty three three. I think twenty three games, twenty four rounds. I think because you got that buy in there. So I think if you can if you can get sixteen wins, like you're going well, sixteen and seven, then I think that'd be enough for top four. I would have thought, and I think the expectation this year should definitely be top four. Yep, yep, I agree a hundred percent. I reckon um, top four, especially with the new inclusions. I mean, I know uh, today's practice match like didn't look too crash hot, but as I said, like it's just a hit out. You can't really take much out of that in terms and, of and Melbourne's going to be a good team this year as well yeah, like they does. dropped off a little bit last year but they're yeah. a class team so yeah that's it I mean they'll be fighting for top four as well most likely Melbourne and I reckon probably Brisbane and Geelong would be the other two teams yeah I would have thought that like Sydney's obviously going to be back up there they've got a really young team Sydney so I think they'll do all right what, yeah, what's the do. team that uh what, how do you think our um win-loss record will or shape out this year? Uh, look, yeah, I reckon like if we're aiming for top four, then yeah, whatever the, the minimum is to get there. So if we're saying 16 games... Yeah, I, reckon, I think 15 or 16 would be yeah, the minimum. Yeah, you would have thought. Yeah, 16 games, I reckon. Yeah, so yeah, obviously aiming for top four. All right, let's talk about the competition in general. Yeah. So we're going to do uh, which team we reckon is going to go into the eight and which team is going to fall out. So who do you reckon is going to fall out? Um, I am going with Collingwood to fall out. I don't know. Yeah, look, they had a, a pretty cruisy run last year and look, they've lost Grundy. I know they've got like Nick Dacos who's going to improve again, but Penderbury's getting on. I just, I don't rate their forward line all that much and Grundy's going to be a big loss for them. Like uh, he's a good player. They didn't get much for him in return. They got Bobby Hill in. But, yeah, I don't think they did much in the off-season. I think, like, and even losing, like, Trelaw, they're two or three last off-seasons. I, I don't really don't really rate how they handled it. They give all these players big contracts and then they get themselves in salary cap trouble. Yeah. And then, yeah, they've just got to trade them off. And yeah. because they're in so much strife in the salary cap, they they can't really demand much for them. Yeah, that's it. And I think also... Like with their forward line as well, it's it's the smaller guys like Elliot and yeah, Dugowie yeah. can go through D- there Dugowie as well. Can go but yeah, but I, th- I feel like keeping those blokes on the park. I mean, like Dugowie, I don't think has had many injuries, but obviously it's his off-field issues. If he um, and he's hit and miss, he's very hit and miss. Yeah. Like one game he'll he'll look as good as Dusty, and the next game, like he's yeah, he's a Jason Gustagna. So yeah, that's it. I, I definitely think um, Elliot is Collingwood's most dangerous forward. Yeah, 100%. but he's had injury issues, so it's going to be interesting to see whether he can keep his body right this year. Yeah, and I think they'll get a much harder draw as well yep. this year. Like obviously with that six 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 scaling um, with the yeah with the fixture and the rolling fixture, then yeah, I'm not too sure how they're going to go. I just can't see him making the eight. I think they'll be the one that drops out. But when I say drop out, maybe ninth or tenth. 
It'd be good to see him finish ninth. Yeah, it would. Yeah, we can finally uh, give them shit for a change. But anyway, which team do you reckon will jump into the eight? Well, I think Port. I'm not going to say Carlton. I'd like actually like it'd be good to see Carlton and Collingwood finish ninth and tenth. That'd be great for the competition. I think. It'd be great for Richmond supporters. Yeah, that's it'd be for great sure. for Richmond. <laughs> and then like Essendon's obviously just going to bottom out. So if they can yep. come last, Carlton, Collingwood, ninth and tenth, and then if we win the flag, that'd be great. I know, it'd be great years, especially yeah. if we beat Geelong in the grand final. That'd just top it off. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, Geelong could drop out, but I, I just don't know. I, I think... They never do, though. Yeah, they never like, yeah. do. They're, look, as much as we don't like Geelong, I know that us two don't like Geelong. I'm not sure about other Richmond supporters and supporters around the league, but, yeah, they're just hard to deal with, I think. But they're a class club, though, and they always, like... Oh, I wouldn't say they're a class club. Old mate knocked out Prestia last year. What's his name? Tom Stewart. Oh, Tom Stewart, yeah. Their coach comes out and says that he's a great bloke and stuff when, when he, he just, just like, yeah. He just knocked out our just, uh, knocked, knocked out, out our best work. midfielder. Yeah. But um And then they only beat us by three points and they scored a goal while Prestia was on the fucking ground too. Yeah, I know. Absolute dogs. But um yeah, I, I just can't see Geelong jump, uh, dropping out at all. I think they're too too classy in the midfield and all that so um i think yeah. the one the one thing that could stop geelong though is uh in finals i mean dangerfield's their captain now he stood up last year in finals but he's never stood up when richmond were in the finals so yeah for sure i think the one team though going back to a team that i think can get in i think like port may make that jump like they were they've obviously been top four for a few years now and then they dropped out last year but they got like Horn Francis and like Miss Geordiardis is going to develop a little bit more. And you got Charlie Dixon down there still. Like he's getting on a little bit, but he still offers a lot. He's a bit like Jack Rewald, just does his job every week. Yeah. Like he'll kick his like goal and a half to two goals a game. And if he kicks, if he kicks 40 goals for the year, like that's more than enough to, to offer support to Geordiardis. Then yep. they're probably the only place where they're a bit shaky. Port Adelaide a bit their the defense, but yeah, I could probably see them making the jump in. I'm not I'm not sure about like the expansion clubs like Gold Coast and GWS. I just like Gold Coast are young, but yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. they're quite ready. To yeah, make that I don't leap. think they're yeah. quite ready, but they should be. Well, they, Fremantle got in last year, and they they've got a young list as well. So, I mean, Gold well, Coast. That's another might, team that yeah. could make a, a bit more of it. They finished four, uh, fifth this year. Um, last year, I think they ooh, may have finished fifth. That. Maybe they did. I think. Yeah, if yeah. they finished fifth, like you could, they could even jump into yeah. the top four. But they don't travel very well, so they do get. They say that they have to travel a lot, but then like they get eleven genuine home games every year. Yeah, that's it. So, Whereas when like Richmond, Collingwood, Hawthorne, Melbourne all play yeah, each other, we it's only a get ground, five. So yeah, really. Yeah, over yep. the court. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Like, I, I feel like all the interstate clubs just complain about their fixture and their draw and how much they got to travel, but they genuinely get eleven home games every year. Whereas, like I said, we only get four or five. Yeah, and then like the other five or six are all against Melbourne teams. So like if Richmond playing Collingwood at the MCG isn't. I wouldn't really call that a home game. No, doesn't like we benefit just get either the team. Ticket sales, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, doesn't benefit either team. Nah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, Port to jump in, Collingwood to miss. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. Would you agree with that, or are you going with something different? I was kind of looking at the Bulldogs to miss. Okay. I don't. I don't know about the Bulldogs. I don't know if they've got. Well, they did hard. lose um, uh, Lockie Dunkley Hunter and Dunkley. Yeah, well. Lockie Hunter and Dunkley. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, 
Like, they'll be two pretty big losses. Like, I think Lockie Hunter's pretty underrated, like, just running the wing and yep. on the other side to, like, McRae. Like, McRae and Hunter used to just rack up the ball. A bit like a lot of soft touches, but they got the ball. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and Dunkley's obviously a big loss for them. So, yeah. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could agree with that and seeing them drop out. But, yeah, I can probably only see, like, Port jumping in. Like, I can't see St Kilda doing much because I still feel like, yeah, once again, their defence, I just don't really think that... I keep going back to the defence, but I don't know, like... Like, without Melbourne's obviously the standout defensive team of the league. Um, and I'd say Richmond probably have a, a good one as well. And Geelong, just Geelong, the way yeah. they set up behind the yep. ball as well. A, a lot like Richmond, like, yeah. they offer help to each other. See, Brisbane's defence is all right. but Yeah, they've got Harris Andrews, yeah. which is good. But, but I probably wouldn't put their defence quite on par with the other three teams we mentioned. Yeah. They'd be probably just below that. And they, they just got that young fella, um, the father-son. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ashcroft? Yeah, he, he looks really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. the two preseason games, he's been averaging about 25 touches, so he'll probably be as good as Dacos from Collingwood yeah. uh, from yeah. last year. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, Collingwood out, poured in. I think that's that's my in and out for the eight this year, if we were to pick one team to go in and out. Yep, and so Collingwood, obviously, uh, dropping out of the eight, they'd drop out of top four, obviously, as yeah. well. But, um, so, so Richmond into the four for Collingwood. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going with. I'm and then Collingwood four. out of the eight for Port. So. Yeah, so I'm probably going. I'm probably going. My top four would probably be Richmond, Melbourne. Melbourne look good today, and I think getting Grundy and Gorn, like you don't really know how it's going to work. Yeah, but yeah, they they look pretty good today. Just having like Gorn can go forward, like he's an absolute monster. Yeah, and yeah. he's a good kick. So yeah, I go the, Richmond. The problem with Melbourne Gorn as well. He's so much taller than everyone else. He, like, yeah. he gets a lot of free kicks for chopping the arms and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean well, some, Richmond wouldn't get them free kicks. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, some that's of them a are, whole new topic. Some of them are a bit soft, of course. But all the umpire has to do is see that arm go across, and they call it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unless it happens to Tommy yeah. Mitchell. So I'm Jack probably going Richmond, Melbourne, Brisbane. Probably Brisbane. I think will go top four. I think that like they obviously get their their big home games, um, like eleven of them, and the the one that they like cross over with is Gold Coast. So it's pretty much like a home game because Gold Coast have no fans. Um, and then you, you probably you're not going to take the premiers out of the top four, I guess, as much as you hate to say it. But yeah, yep. Yeah, so Geelong, Brisbane, Melbourne, and Richmond for me. What 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 are you going for your top four this year? Uh, yeah, though, yeah, those four. Yeah, because I I don't yeah. think Sydney will make top four. Top eight, yeah, yeah but I don't yeah. think they'll make top four. Yeah, but yeah, the only yeah probably the two teams I can see maybe dropping out of the eight would be Collingwood and Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Fremantle though. I mean, they had a good year last year, as you said. All right, they want. It'd be good to see if they can back it up though. Yeah, it because will be, they, they like they've got a good young team coming through, like yeah. um, Andy Brayshaw and, and uh, Nat Fife will be back. Yep. So yeah, he's, uh, it'll be playing good. more forward this year. So yeah, more, and he's always more of what great Dusty's to watch. Sort of doing this year, so yeah, yeah, uh, he's always good to watch. So yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Fremantle go this year. But yeah, um, yeah I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty positive about our our season. I think yeah, if like top four is definitely the goal, but yeah, top eight at, at an absolute minimum this year for sure. Yeah, that's it. Nothing less. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, definitely with the new additions and stuff like that, then we can yeah definitely make a push for it for sure. All right. Well, that's uh, that's us done for today. So that's our first podcast episode one of. Richmond till I die. Yeah, no, it was Almost really good. What we call the fucking podcast, but anyway. Yeah, nah, yeah. 
It's good. Uh, thanks for having me, Travi. Oh, no worries, Lukey. We're definitely going to be doing more of this throughout the season. So Yeah, I think uh, probably try for every two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, every couple of weeks. I think yeah. we just do it in blocks. Just recap. And, yeah, yeah, recap the last couple of weeks and see what's coming forward. Yep, that's it. See how the Tigers are going and um, yeah. take a little bit of a look at the rest of the comp as well. Not, yeah. not too in-depth because we don't really care about them that much. But No, nah, we'll look, if Carlton's uh, not going too well, then we'll definitely pay attention to that. Yeah, definitely, because uh, I think we'll be going around to every Carlton supporter's house that we know and just like <laughs> thumping the Richmond theme song as loud as we can. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Yeah. But yeah, we might have to get a special guest on or something one one day. That'd be good too. Definitely. So. Might have to get a few of the other boys in. We'll, uh, we'll get Jay Frampton from the cheer squad. Oh, that'd be good to see. He's a special one, Jay. Bro. He is. No, he is. He's, he's out of the cheer squad and he's, he's not full enough anymore. So, yep. So if you want to hear about a transformation from a cheer squad nuffy to just a regular nuffy. Yeah, just, well, a, no, just a genuinely good bloke. He, he is a good bloke. Yeah, a bit of a nuffy, but a good bloke. Yeah, no, nah, then, yeah, we could we could definitely get Jay on here and see what he has to say. He, he'd give us, yeah, I reckon he'd talk for an hour, Jay Frey. Yeah, he probably, we've been talking for a bit, I think. Yeah, how long are we going on for? Oh, what are we up to? We can cut all this out. Yeah, yeah I don't have the time. I can cut this out anyway. <laughs> Right, thanks for joining us. This was episode one of Richmond Till I Die. We hope you listen to us more later. Like, like and subscribe, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on YouTube. No, we're not going to be on YouTube. Are we going to be on YouTube? I Maybe. don't know. We'll don't see know. where it takes. We'll, mate. we'll, we'll see how the podcast keep goes. Keep cracking on. It's yeah. a bit of a fuck around sort of thing, this, so we'll yeah. just see how it goes. No, but if you like it, definitely let us know. And uh, yeah, you'll find us at the footy for sure. Definitely, and uh, stay tuned because this year we are going to be doing Train Talk. Train Talk will make a a reappearance. A a favourite segment that uh, Lukey used to... We'll talk about it in a couple of weeks anyway, but... Yeah, um, that can be a whole new episode by itself, I think. We're going to try and get some Train Talk back up and running this year. We could even just do like a special episode on trips home from the footy on the train, I reckon. We've got a a few grouse ones. We could, yeah, we do. We've got uh, quite a few good ones. No, beauty. Yep, all right. No worries, Lukey. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks. No worries, mate. I'll see you then. See you, mate.